0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. On this edition of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harrima, Pastor Ryan Bibb, and Pastor Brandon Kinsey talk a bit more about Brandon's message in the Reset series, where he talked about unnecessary boundaries that some more seasoned saints tend to put up for those trying to enter the church, enter the faith, enter their relationship with Jesus, and then those who may be actually outside of the faith and going in a dangerous direction. They'll talk more about these things in today's edition of Radiant Reflections. Well, good morning.
1: It's Josh Arama here with another episode, episode 32, in fact, of Radiant Reflections, podcast for Radiant Life Church. I'm joined once again by my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. Hi. Who's smiling to try to say anything to the, to the peeps? Uh, well, when you put
2: it that way, I never know if like, every time we do this, I never know if you're going to like, am I supposed to say something in that moment or am I not or what? So that's why I was smiling because I didn't know what to do.
1: <laughs> there we go. Well, that's what he had to say to you this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, and we are joined today by Pastor Brandon Kinsey. Good, good morning.
3: See, you didn't know either.
1: Yeah, we're I wasn't useful sure. so yes. to say Good something. morning. There you go.
3: I, I I feel Ryan on that.
1: This is a good. This is good uh, learning for me. Like okay. apparently, I need I need to improve my your podcast. Skill I was gonna say podcasting. Host. Is that
3: what you do? This is podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're a podcaster. You we we uh, all three of us right now are podcasters. That's awesome. So. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I got to start the timer.
1: I didn't start the timer. Here we go, timer. Well, hey, we are in our series here at Radiant Life, as I start my timer, called Reset. Uh, Pastor Ryan kicked it off last week, and then uh, this past Sunday, Pastor Brandon brought the message, uh, and he talked about resetting community. But uh, some, uh, something that's similar to community, when I think community, I, th- I also think team, yeah. Right, so, so Kinsey and, or Pastor Brandon, for those of you, if I refer to Kinsey, that's Pastor <laughs> Brandon. Uh, if you're not you familiar do do with Radiant Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should specify that. Um, but what is a team, uh, and you don't have to limit this to sports, and, and let's say outside of the Radiant Life team, like what is, what is a team that you've been on that you have really enjoyed? Hmm or I guess another way you could say it is what's a community that you've been a part of that you've really enjoyed?
3: Um, I mean, not to be sappy, but I absolutely <laughs> love our team.
1: Yes. But I said, other than, <laughs> other than, because I knew, I knew that if I asked that, you'd be like, Oh, I love this team. And, and like, I'm not yes, just I'm
3: saying not. that, like, cause my supervisor is sitting like, I, I generally say that because nothing else is compared to this. Um, so it's really hard to answer that question. I mean, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, which is really difficult, especially <laughs> in the last two weeks.
1: You're a tight-knit community because you guys, like, suffer oh loss. like goodness.
3: All the it's, time. Yeah, you can be in the lead by several touchdowns and then still lose it at the end of the <laughs> game. So, I, yeah, I guess maybe I'm part of that community of why, are, why am I a Lions fan. Uh, that would probably be the title of the community.
1: There you um, go. Somebody posted on Facebook the other day this Bermuda Triangle of I think NFL. that's legit, man. I saw it too, and yeah. was it the Lions, the Bengals, and the Browns? The, Browns. the
3: Browns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, none of them have won a Super Bowl. Um,
1: like, ever in history? Yeah. Oh. And yeah. every other team in the NFL. I, I don't follow in the NFL. So, like, every other team in the NFL. That's
3: really disappointing what you just
2: other said.
1: Other than those three have won so, a yes. Super Bowl?
3: As a person who doesn't really follow the NFL, now you understand the gravity of the situation uh, without even following them. (laughs) Yes. So, once again, why am I a Lions fan? That would be the name of that community that I'm a part of. Okay.
1: All right, Ryan. How about you? Uh, Team or community? uh,
2: It's hard not as a sports guy not to think back to teams or whatever. But well, you
1: can't. I mean, I just didn't want to limit cuz some yeah. people aren't, you know, maybe they didn't sure. do sports and sure. you know, I don't want to like limit it to just I not. mean, but my, you, my you senior
2: can. my senior year in high school, our tennis team was mm. really good. Cool. Like we ended up placing 4th in state. Like we were really good. It was a lot of fun that team that I was a part of. A lot of fun my senior year tennis. Um, but also, I think there was a community aspect, a team aspect. When I went to college, because I went to a small Christian college in Grand Rapids, and so that was a really awesome, tight-knit community slash, I would call it almost a team. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed that experience a lot. Cool. So, there you go.
1: Well, hey, here at Radiant Life, we, we throw the word community out quite a bit. You know, we talk about it in Next Steps. We talk about it from the stage on Sundays quite often. Mm -hmm. Uh, What all does community entail? I mean, whether you want to just talk specifically to like a church context or outside, like what is community? When we say that, what are we talking about? Peopling. Peopling. That would be my one-word answer. I don't want one-word answers.
3: (laughs) That doesn't podcast well when you're doing one word. That doesn't
1: podcast well. <laughs> Do you like the lions? Yes. Do the lions ever win a game? No. no. <laughs> All right, that's a podcast, folks. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What more than multiple word answers are are desirable? Well, I think right? community involves peopling,
3: uh, whether it's <laughs> around. Uh, Thanks for going back to that word again. So if you're not watching this podcast, you need to go to the YouTube and watch it because Pastor Josh just about spit his tea out on the microphone. Uh, That's bad
1: for microphones.
3: I was trying to elaborate on my one word answer of peopling uh, with maybe like mindness. Uh, they, they're they surrounded around maybe an idea or something or, hey, they, they are fans of the Lions or, you know, maybe food or music, you know, like we we have community with other people who have the same mindset or something that they're attracted to. Mm. That's nice. my long-winded answer.
2: Was so that that's a good, good. podcast that's answer? Good. Okay.
1: That's, that's much more helpful then. Peopling <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> I would just add it, it's this idea of doing life together yes and that's the key is yeah. together um, community is the exact opposite of isolation and loneliness mm. and we know with the Trinity God the Father um, Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit they the Trinity it's it's in a communal communal Trinity they're mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. all the time and so um, we are shaped and molded into God's image. We are to be doing life together, not isolated.
1: And now, real real briefly, unpack that a little bit, you know, because that's another term I think that we use here quite often is this idea of doing life together, right? And so, so you know, sometimes people look at, at a life group, you know, at a church and think, oh, this means we're going to sit down, we're going to study the Bible, and we're going to go home, mm-hmm. right? But, But kind of talk a little bit about either one of you, you know, how, how doing life together is more than just, and now now we are going to kind of like narrow our focus in on, on like a church-type community. What does it mean to do life together?
2: Community next steps, Pastor.
3: <laughs> so that was the holy head nod. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, an element of, studying God's Word, because we believe that that is the primary way that God speaks to us today. He's not, that's not his only way that he can speak to us, but it seems to be his primary way that he speaks to us, that we believe that he inspired uh, the writers who penned the ink to the, the paper. So as we spend time and we learn that about God and him speaking to us, but maybe that's even, you know, doing that over a meal of tacos or something, you know, to me, I'm huge on food. That's probably why I'm overweight as well. But <laughs> it just, but there's a, there's a level of intimacy with food, right? Like, you know what? I mean, you, you have a large family, you, you have lots of kids and stuff. Like, do you guys all eat at the same time typically? Like, because you got a pretty big table at your house. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a level of intimacy there, right? Like when you're eating together, because everybody has to eat, there's just a level of intimacy. So when you do that with other people, but then it's not even just around a meal. It could be, you know what? I got to go run to the hardware store and go pick this thing up. Hey, you want to join me? And who knows what kind of conversations that could happen just even in the drive mm. there uh, sort of thing. So it, like, I mean, you could just keep going with different examples, but I think doing life with one another isn't just showing up at a coffee shop, going through a book and talking about it and going home. That could be a component of it. I mean, I do that. I did. I did it last night with my life group. So, um, but I'm also, I'm like one of my guys is coming over this week, and he's gonna bring his family, and we're gonna have dinner on Thursday night. So, um, just doing life together um, and being an example. Not always is it maybe a good example, but it's an example for people to observe. Of so, there's people that I'm discipling. I invite them into my home. They're going to observe how I treat my wife. They're going to observe how I treat my children, how I talk about other people uh, sort of thing. And so I'm trying to be a good example in that. Uh, but I'm just trying to be an example for other people to see because maybe they don't live their life that's following Jesus at all, or they, you know, maybe their upbringing was a certain way, and so now this is a whole other way to maybe view life by observing someone else. Because we're doing life on life with one another. No, oh, that's good. I think there's a key that Pastor Brandon is getting at, and um,
2: doing life together equals relationships. Yes. Um, we've got a joke around with staff. When I see a book, I will throw the book away. Uh, <laughs> they not throw it away, but I'll toss it to the side in order to um, not firmly necessarily... toss it. Firmly toss it aside, <laughs> because I don't just want to go through the book. It's also about what is Holy Spirit doing in the moment? But not only that, but we have to build relationships here as well. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there is one big thing that, um, in a sense, you know, here at Radiant Life, we think more community. We, we may think within the church world, it's small groups. It's, it's whatever your church may name it. Small groups, life groups, cell groups, growth, groups. W- growth yeah. groups, whatever you want to name yeah. it. It's small groups. It's, it's the idea of building relationship. Um, that's what we mean by doing life together. It's, it's, it is it's the intimate times together. It's not just going through because this is what my session says I have to do and mm-hmm. we're done. Toss that thing aside and get to know someone. Get to know their hurt and pain and what yeah. they're going through. Cry with them. Realize, man, we got a lot of similarities. And before you know it, you can become best friends with that person. Yeah. But so often we're just trying to go through, if you will, within the church world, curriculum. Mm. And we forget to build and do life together with them, walk through life together, build that relationship with people. Yeah. And we don't. We, we do, but many times we don't because we're like, oh, this life group, for instance, this life group's eight weeks and then I'm done. No, man, those relationships can go way beyond the eight yeah. weeks type of thing. So doing life together... Key idea, relationships, relationships, relationships.
3: Yeah, oh, that's good.
2: And I realize there's introverts out there that don't like relationships. Like I'm an, I'm, I tend to be more of an introvert, but we were created to be in relationship with one another. Yeah. Even introverts. Even introverts, Even introverts
1: I need community. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, we do. We just,
2: we just, introverts re-energize differently. Mm-hmm. And when the way I need to re-energize is I need to get away from people. Mm. But then I can pour into people. And I can do, as Pastor Brandon says, the people lean aspect. Mm-hmm. But in order to get re-energized, I have to withdraw from people. And then I can re-engage, yeah. you know. Where extroverts, in order to get they, their they tank, need the they need to pe- yeah, yeah, people yeah. lean in order to yeah. get filled.
1: Yeah. But then I also think, because I learned about myself over this, le- actually it was, it was shortly after COVID started. I was doing a, uh, like a personality and gifts assessment through our region. And, and in conversations with kind of the coach that they paired me with, right, it comes out because I, I show up as on their assessment as an extrovert. I said, no, like I'm not. I've always considered myself an introvert. And he says, well, no, like really if you dig into this, you're a selective extrovert. So maybe people are watching mm. and think, oh, I'm an introvert. Well, no, maybe you're a selective extrovert. There are certain groups of people and the team here at Reading Life is, you know, that's one of those groups of people where that is a group of people that energizes me. Not mm. all groups of people will energize me, mm. but there are some, there are some mm. people and some groups of people that mm. when I'm around them, I get energized. Yeah. So that's good. There yeah. you go. So maybe you're not actually an introvert. Uh, so Kinsey or uh, Pastor Brandon, <laughs> I'm just gonna, hey. I knew that it, was going to happen. Is, again. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> so in this message, you used an illustration by a guy uh, named Paul Hebert, mm-hmm. right, a missionary, and he he super smart guy. He did some research and kind of put out this uh, picture that there are two types of community. You had like a bounded set and a centered community briefly for those who have not yet listened to sunday's message can you briefly describe each of those and then kind of let's talk through you know is one of those types of community always bad Mm. and if not when is it bad Mm. and is one of those types of community always right if not when is it not right that is love, a yeah.
3: massive question.
1: <laughs> that is a huge question. And so, so help me, so help me, if you give me a one-word answer, I'm gonna punch you.
2: <laughs> uh, peopling, circle.
1: <laughs> no, so uh, let's okay, start, yeah. start by just briefly so describing to the, the a two bounded types
3: of- set. So I use the visual of a circle, and then I put like a bunch of X's in the middle of it. So basically, a bounded set has you like they're all there's there's similar attributes within this community. And then there's a, there's a clear boundary of whether you're in that community or you're out of that community. So I use the example, family reunion, either you're part of the family or you're not part of the family. And then a centered set is that- Hold Id- on, can you go back to that real quick? Yes. Is an okay word, I was
2: just thinking this as you're saying, is an okay word to use there is it's a closed community?
0: Hmm.
2: And, and maybe that's probably. the wrong adjective. I don't know. But the idea of like family root, reu- reunion, that's a closed community. Because if sure. you're not family,
1: you're not in that community. So are you just saying like as an alternative to like- To the word
2: be bounded more, to be community. A is more it a more of a closed man. community? Like we're not getting into this person's family reunion. Yeah. It's closed. We're not blood family. We're not
3: going to be ever invited into that community. Well, and with probably- Potentially, where this conversation is going is, I would think that some bounded communities would say that they're not closed. All right, keep going. What's the unbounded? Yeah. So, okay. So the there was bounded set, and then there's centered set. Centered set is more of um, moving in a direction. Either you're moving towards the center of whatever this is, or you're moving away from it sort of thing. And so it's not necessarily in proximity of it. It's more of a direction sort of thing. And so uh, what we talked about on Sunday was Jesus being the center. Now He breaks down the diagram of he's not static. He moves, like he would move to people at times and would personally invite them. Uh, sort of thing. But the idea was, you know, I used the example of Matthew, the tax collector, moving towards Jesus to the invitation of following him. So, because part of your really long question was, is uh, <laughs> is one bad?
1: Well, because, you know, in the message on Sunday, you know, you, you, you said, hey, like a lot of us within church world function in this, this we'll go with, you know, more of a closed Mm-hmm. Community mindset, but and you you're kind of calling yeah. us to more of a centered. So then then the question, you know, you know, maybe we're saying oh, well, are you saying that all of these closed community is closed community always bad?
3: I don't think so. Um, I don't necessarily have an example off the top of my head, but I I don't I don't want to say that it's bad. I just wonder if we needed to hit reset of. This has been our mindset, and what we need to do is not just be still, but moving towards Jesus. Um, I always have this bent, uh, which you, you brought up that assessment. Um, what got brought up in my assessment, my passion um, is I have a high sense of urgency of lifespan, <laughs> uh, even if it is a eighty or hundred years. Like I just I realize how quickly that goes. And so I really want to encourage people. And what I've observed, at least in my little stint of doing ministry, is that there's some folks who have been part of a church community, whether it's bounded or centered, and they're just, like, stuck. Like, they're not moving. And, uh, and I just, I'm passionate about wanting to help and spur on those folks. Like, hey, you need to move towards Jesus. Like, there's more that you can experience uh, with him. Because
1: so, life's too short to stay in one place for this long. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that kind of is, is yeah. what you're saying with that. Yeah,
3: and so the, the coach that was helping me in that assessment, he was actually wired the same way so he could really mm-hmm. relate to me in, in that moment. So what happens is with that is I come off as a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag
2: shocker. <laughs> I'm
0: teasing.
3: So like, I, I just I, I realized like, because I'm short with people, it, it, but my heart is like, no, 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 don't stay here. But, yeah, I just, I come off a, a little short with people and like, mm-hmm. come on, like, knock this off. Like, you're missing out on so
1: much. Well, you're an eight on the Enneagram, so you're a challenger. And I'm a challenger. So
3: I'm like a professional jerk. <laughs> you are a master jerk. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> professional jerk. I'm like, no, I'm a major jerk. Isn't no, that a major, sauce? Major in the majors. Ma- major jerk? Yeah. Oh, That's a so
1: sauce that, for wings. Is it yeah. that a Caribbean jerk? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I'm a major. I major
2: thought player. of another closed or bounded group going back to. Not the in a negative way. Not in a negative way. Okay. But go back to sports. Fans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you can't get, you can't become a Michigan fan and be a part of the Michigan fan club if you don't like Michigan. Right. Right. In a sense, you can take any sports team and say right. the fans are in those closed or bounded communities
3: yeah you right. a Notre Dame, ohio fan state fan come to your house
2: an ohio
1: state fan <laughs> can but they're not <laughs> if you're if you're listening and you, <laughs> you are an ohio state fan we love you we love you, you jesus totally sure, loves you and i'm I mean, sure that ryan <laughs> jesus totally does
3: you love
2: you it just takes a lot of work to really love you <laughs> um Oh, uh, no, maybe. it's good, but
1: I mean, you know, like
2: <laughs> Michigan fans, you know, we're in a community. We know yes. that, you know, there's a, there's a sense there. There's a sense of Notre Dame fans, right? You're in that community or Michigan State fan. Like you're not going to hop around these communities. Right. You can be friends, but at the same time, like your fandom is there. Right. But also,
1: thing. I mean, to, to, to piggyback on that illustration, the team itself, I can't walk out of the field at the, at the big house and be like hey i'm playing quarterback today guys i mean first of all yeah. like i suck at football but i mean like i'm not part of that team sure like that's a that's another yeah. closed yeah. set like you have to meet certain yeah. criteria right like you know go to that school yeah so they're not
2: they're not all bad going back to the original question they're not yeah. all bad but i think pastor brandon's heart and his message was i think perhaps the church has faulted into that. If you don't follow this and that, if you don't look like us, if you don't mm. act like us, yeah. then you're not part of us.
1: So, so let's dig into that a little bit. Why do you think people create extra categories of exclusion? Mm. You know, why is it that people, why, why do people you know, say, oh, no, hey, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this? I don't know.
3: It's a great, deep question. My one-word answer <laughs> to <that laughs> would be comparison. Like,
1: okay, I need more than one word. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. Un, I'm
3: trying to unravel that thought. I just want to articulate it well, which I don't always do.
1: Don't unravel the thought. Like, sew it into a beautiful sweater for me. Like,
3: um, come no, on. that's a different <laughs> word picture there. Good job with that. <laughs> that that is. Which I could tie that back into Matthew. Anyways, um, the scripture that I used on Sunday, I, thinking, I saw the question mark. Did he wear
1: he a sweater? No. <laughs> yeah.
3: So comparison, like, um, so we're sitting in the lobby here at Radiant Life, and uh, if I'm trying to imagine, it's a Sunday morning, uh, maybe pre-COVID, where people are just walking up. And they're, they're starting to come in these doors that are right in front of us right now. Like, I can sit here and, and maybe judge a person as they walk up, uh, whether they belong to, to this community or not. Like, maybe they're stumbling because they're still drunk. Or I see smoke being blown out of their mouth from taking that last drag off a cigarette sort of thing. Um Maybe by the way that they're dressed or maybe even the car that dropped them off. Like I can just do this visual assessment of a person and say, oh, well, they're, they're definitely new to Radiant Life. They don't belong to Radiant Life sort of thing. And maybe they've been coming for several months sort of thing. We have no idea what God is doing within their heart. And, uh, and I think a bounded set would say they clearly don't belong to Radiant Life. But at the same time, we have no idea where their heart is, and their pursuit moving towards the center, which is Jesus. And maybe the person sitting in this chair, like they're not doing anything to pursue Jesus, but yet this person that I'm visually looking at is absolutely pursuing Jesus. Was so, that was that a better way to do comparison, or, uh, or sort of? Because, that?
1: But that's that's the what. Right. That's. I mean, that's, hey, you have church people that are, this is what they are doing. I want to dig in a little bit. Why do we do that?
3: Because we're broken people. I, I want to make sure I feel better than someone else. I, I guess that's why I go back to comparison. And maybe that's my own faults and my own sins that I have in my life is I, I compare myself to other people when ultimately we need to just compare ourselves to Christ. Um, I have this conversation with our girls all the time. They're, they're comparing themselves to other people at school. It's like, I don't care about those other people. What I do is I care about you. We're, I just worry about you. I love you. And I, and I think God maybe looks down at us and says the same thing. So you
1: were going to jump in. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I... Time. It can become messy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when we start to live in that centered community and we're chasing after Jesus and why did we add these extra stipulations because we can control it now mm, control. That's a good word. Cause if you don't look like us, act like us, mm. um, and I can keep you on the outside, I can at least control what's comfortable and what I like. Mm. But as soon as you start adding those on the outside that look different, that smell different, that act different than you, mm. and they start a part of your community, oh boy, can things get messy. Yeah. Now you have to roll up your sleeves and you got to get in the mud. Mm. And you got to get in the dirt with people now. And we like it comfortable and we like it safe.
1: And we like we like things that that line up with our preferences. Last week, yes. episode thirty one, Pastor uh, JB, you know, and I, we were talking about worship. You know, we talked about the, the worship reset, and this idea that you know there are cultural and and, and contextual and, and traditional all these different aspects of worship, but a lot of that ends up being preference. So mm. what happens then is we say no, this is this is my preference for this. Mm-hmm. If you don't line up with this, that, or that, right?
2: And we're very comfortable with like minded people. Mm-hmm. It's, it brings comfort. And now you're pulling off people that are don't have the mindset of Christ yet in? Oh, my. I, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to engage that. I don't. Now you're taking me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And last time I saw, following Jesus was always bringing us out of our comfort he zone. He was
3: always doing that. I mean, that's the nerdy part about the Bible is you look at the geographical locations that he was taking the disciples. Right. I mean, well, yeah, the Samaritan woman at the well. Yeah, let's like, walk
2: through Samaria, which is... They would always walk around it. They went out of their way to avoid this area, right? Because they don't want to deal with yeah. those half-breeds in Samaria. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, hey, we're going through. Do we yeah. have to, Jesus? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, do you have an answer? I'm curious because oh, yeah, that, you question. are the one that spawned the question. I'm curious if you have something.
1: Oh, I mean, I, again, I, I think... I like the, the idea of control. I mean, and, and I say that in that I like your answer, but also, like, I know for me, like, I like to be able to control. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, for me, that's something that I, that mm-hmm. I have to wrestle with um, because I am more likely to gravitate towards people that, that like me. I mean, you see this play out in uh, the political sphere. You know, people will, you'll surround yourself with people who think exactly the same. Mm. Like, you know, maybe you're, you're very conservative, Right, and so, so how do you spend your time? You're going to go listen to Rush Limbaugh. You know, you're going to maybe watch more of your Fox News. And you and you surround yourself only with people who are parodying the exact same things that you think. The same narrative. The same, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's yeah. like, oh, yes, which unfortunately then only reinforces <laughs> that you think, oh, well, this is obviously true. Look at it because this person said it and this person said it and this person right. said it. Right,
3: which is such a narrow
2: focused, yeah. Right. Which, um, by the way, with your statement, we're not picking on conservatives to Fox News. No,
1: because I was actually, I was going to go then too. I mean, okay. and on the other side, I mean, you know, maybe you're, you're going to listen to more of the, you know, more liberal or... or more MSNBC
2: Western, or CNN right. aspect of...
1: Right. And, yeah. you know, maybe you, you know, you, that's what you take in. Whatever whatever side you, you fall on, like, I think a lot of us naturally uh, default to uh, taking in our own opinion. I think a lot of it is boils down, to, you know, the, the why I think is pride,
3: hmm. you know, and, um, it's interesting. We all came up with a different word because I, I
1: think, it. you know, even, even, you know, on, you look on the political side, right? Like, like I have people parroting my opinion. So I now feel that I am right. And I'm going to take hmm. this stance that I am right in church world. I think this plays out because, you know, and, and it's a blatant, it's an, it's a, it's an offense to the gospel, but I mean, I think we so, we so readily fall into it. We say, we come in and we think, oh, this, and we, on some level, sometimes will attribute our salvation to us. It all boils back down to a works-based salvation. Sure. Like, I've done something yeah. to, to earn my place here. I'm mm. part of this community. I've, yeah. I've done something, you know, I, man, I pay my tithes. You know,
2: I, I've been coming you know, here for 40 I've been years. I've here for
1: 40 well, years. I, I helped, Pay for this building that we're in. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we start I donated to take, all these things to the church right, for them to use. We take we start to take pride in 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 this and and then when we look at people who we say, oh man, well they haven't done anything. <laughs> like <laughs> right, look yeah. at look at I mean yeah, we, and yeah. even you know we man, I'll again, I will bounce back to what JB and I were talking about last week in episode thirty one. Yeah. Right like like this idea of sacrifice. We look and say, Man, if you knew the things I've sacrificed to follow Jesus, look at this person. They can't even give up their cigarettes. Mm. Uh-huh. You know, and we and we start to we start to, you know, build ourselves up. Mm. I mean, which is absolutely again offensive to the gospel yeah. because the gospel is yeah. like, dude, you need do nothing to earn this. It ain't ain't well, crap it's you can Deny
2: do. yourself, right, right. right. Crucify mm-hmm. yourself. But you may have sacrificed all this for that one drug addict to be able to walk through this door.
1: Yeah, to so, hear the gospel. Yeah, so I, I think a, a lot of it boils down to pride. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. I love your guys' <laughs> answers,
3: by the way. But
1: so I wanna I wanna finish out a little. I'm actually I'm I'm bummed that because I saw JB like in the background. I think JB probably has some good things to add to He'd this. He probably well. have a whole
3: other um,
1: word. But I wanna I wanna close out our time on this episode talking a little bit about the tension, right? And Kinsey, you know, I mean, uh, Pastor Brandon, you know, when we were doing the ice sculpture, and for those of you that are listening, we've talked about our ice sculpture process before, mm-hmm. right? When we were doing the ice sculpture, you know, one of the things that, that came up, and I think it was actually, it was Pastor JB that, that pointed it out, is yes, like we want to move people out of this idea of, of a, a bounded or a closed community in that we don't create extra barriers for people to come to know Jesus mm-hmm. or to come to be part of the church. At the same time, there is a boundary. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that tension, because this this isn't like some loosey-goosey, like, oh, hey, whatever, it doesn't matter right. kind of thing. I mean, and you you hit a little bit on in your message on this. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about that tension between a centered community that, in some ways, is much more open, but at the same time, there are parameters, there are boundaries.
3: Yeah, I Ryan did a teaching series called "Guardrails," right? I, I think just that concept of guardrails—they're they're preventative measures. Like the idea is you stay in your lane, but um, the guardrails are there to, to guide you and, and to protect you sort of thing. And I think the creator of the universe has is, is given us guardrails. Um, yeah, I, I've had multiple. I guess the example that comes to mind to have a more of a rubber meets the road is more of like a, in a marriage context of, and by no means that like am I bashing anybody who's like ever been divorced or going through a divorce It's awful, Um, and then if you got kids involved in that, it makes it even more challenging, and the hurts that happen with that. So sometimes what happens is uh, either people are not in relationship with Jesus yet, um, their marriage isn't honoring Jesus. Maybe they've been divorced, and then they came into relationship with Jesus, and now they're trying to to live within Jesus's guardrail sort of thing, and. And I've had this conversation multiple times and and the people basically come up to the realization, well, I just, I wish I would have done it God's way <laughs> mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like I wish my marriage would have been centered on Jesus. I wish I would have loved my spouse the way that God has asked me to, to love my spouse or to respect my spouse uh, sort of thing. And um, and so they, they look back and they see Jesus has boundaries. There's guardrails, whatever word picture you want to use there, and they realize that like that was there there for their protection, sort of thing. Because now what they're dealing with is the emotional hurt and the baggage, and just all the things that come with divorce. And like I said, then if you got kids in that, and just that just snowballs the issue even more. Does that make sense? I was just trying to come up with an example to answer that question to make it a little bit more real. Because Jesus does give us boundaries. And I said this in the message. He is the way, the truth. He he is the narrow gateway to the Father. um, Where the world kind of has these wider roads, so to speak, that can actually move you away from God. That's a bunch of word pictures in there. I don't know if I lost anybody with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, you hit on some of the, you know, the practical boundaries. Yeah. Um, Ryan, did you have anything you wanted to add on that? Otherwise, I do want to? I want to address maybe in a sense the, <clears throat> the why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have anything you wanted to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but my brain's still processing a lot right now. Yeah. There is something I want to say, but I'm trying to figure out how to say it as I'm processing it.
3: It's yeah. a complex thing, right? It, oh, yeah. And so, like I jokingly said at the beginning of the Met, like we could spend eight weeks on this whole thing trying to, to understand community and, and now just the idea of being a Christ-centered community. Um, but there is tension in there, and we kind of alluded already that just the, like the social awkwardness that can happen. Uh, with a, more of a Christ-centered community compared to a bounded community uh, sort of thing. And so, like, that's hard. And, and just, I just echoing Ryan again of sometimes that just requires relations, relationships and getting into the mud and getting dirty. Did I give you enough time to process your thought?
2: No, I, was just, I would just say this, and I don't know if this is what I'm actually processing, though, is, is there is a boundary to even a centered community. In, in, in relationship to Jesus Christ, and it's sin. Sin, yeah. God's word is clear. Yeah. you got to get it out. Like Those are certain boundaries that you have. Like yeah. You can't willy-nilly and avoid God's word and trying to, yeah. If you follow Jesus and you are a Christ follower, he is Lord of Lord, King of kings of your life. You are in pursuit of him, dying to yourself. Yeah. And some of those boundaries are sin, the pursuit of sin, the pursuit of flesh have to get gone yeah. as you're pursuing. Now, I'm not completely done saying what I want to say, but I am for this moment.
1: Okay. Well, I, no, I mean, and that, that's good. That's good. I mean, Paul gives us, you know, there are times where he talks about, he says, hey, like if, if you're going to live by the Spirit, this is what that will look like. Yeah, yeah. like these are, the, yeah. and it's not saying that. Hey, tomorrow you're going to have all this stuff. But he also then says uh, these are the things that are associated with the, the the flesh, with our sin nature. Right? We talked about this uh, in one of our earliest episodes. We talked about uh, flesh dog, spirit dog. Yep. You know that, that kind of thing, uh, because I think it's really important, Kinsey. You know, you paint this picture of uh, in a centered community, you're either moving towards Jesus or you're or you're moving away from Jesus. If you are moving towards Jesus by by default, there are things that you have to be moving away from. Mm,
3: yeah, that's right. That's a good like idea. as I as yeah. I as I yeah. step
1: towards Jesus, yeah, this no. this has to be left behind. Yeah. I yeah. can't drag that with me. You know, right. um did we did we have this somebody used a word picture right over this a backpack, something? I don't know. Yeah. But you know, it's it's like you know when we follow Jesus, we're, like, we're 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 going after Him. But like when we try to keep all of all of the other stuff, it slows you down. And, it, well, it, yeah. it, it anchors us in the in yeah in the sin and in the, in the things that keep us from actually living into what Jesus calls us.
2: And that's when the world looks at Christ's followers and say, "That's why you're a hypocrite." You say you're pursuing Jesus. You're all about Jesus. But look what you're constantly still doing Mm, because you're still carrying that in the bag. That's why when we follow Jesus, we lay down the flesh and be filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk Mm -hmm. as Jesus walked. And that's where people have to realize because, oh, yeah, I want to talk about.
3: Yeah.
1: And now real quick, because I just want to give the balance point to that is, and this is where people make extra barriers right Legalism. is is yes. is people yep. people are at different points right again the the it's a hard issue people are moving towards mm-hmm. jesus it doesn't mean that you can look at him and say oh well you're still smoking that cigarette you're clearly not moving towards jesus mm-hmm. oh you're still like going out to the bar on the weekend and getting drunk you're clearly not moving towards jesus we we don't know i mean that's something that holy spirit hasn't yep. dealt with that person or right. like the in their discipleship yeah. process yeah. right they they yeah. haven't They haven't gotten to that point yet. Right. I don't know. Where you You don't
3: go from infant to adult. Right. Like you gotta grow and mature and
2: And we realize, hey, you may still be doing those things, but Holy Spirit's chiseling out another thing that will actually solve this issue that you don't like in them right now Mm. that you think they are a hypocrite.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh Galatians five. <clears throat> that's the yeah, you know, I early I referenced the list that Paul says, Hey, this and Fruits of the Spirit. This is the spirit, but then he also gives, hey, these are the fruits of the, the, the flesh. Yeah. So that's Galatians five, if you guys want <clears throat> to go look that up. But uh yeah, okay. Anything else either of you guys want to add? Otherwise I'm I'm looking at our timer here and we're we uh, we're running a little long. So. Does that happen when
3: I'm on the podcast?
1: Uh that it just happens depending on the conversation. Okay, cool. I think JB and I went forty minutes last week. I think we might have He's, yeah super chatty. Well, I mean, it's just, it's written. I mean, honestly, like with all these, like you said, you could do an eight-week teaching series on community. Yeah, I mean, we could do eight episodes of podcasts. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so it's a lot to try to digest. But this does give us the, the opportunity to dig a little deeper.
3: Than yeah, I hope church. that when people hear this, um, that they'll even dive into this topic a little bit more. Maybe do some Google searches and get into the scriptures and, I hope there's something out of what we said that would really stimulate some thoughts because you can go much deeper just in the topic of community. It's awesome. It really is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the challenge to all those of you listening, if you're super churchy to ask yourself, have you put extra barriers in place to try to keep people out of this church community? <clears throat> if you're outside of the church community, um, are there things that you're like, oh man, like I think I think this is a barrier when in reality... It isn't. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, we just want to kind of put those out there. Uh, if you have questions about any of this stuff that we've talked about, you can shoot us an email podcast at the radiant life.church. That's podcast at the radiant life.church. You can shoot us your questions, comments. If, if anything that we talked about today wasn't clear, uh, we would love to have a follow up conversation with you. So you can shoot us an email. Uh, but other than that, thank you for joining us for episode 32 of Radiant Reflections. We would love it if you would like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all of these things. Again, why? You're probably sick of me saying this, but we ask <laughs> you to do that because it helps us reach a broader audience. Yeah. Again, we want everybody who listens to be able to grapple with these things that, that we're processing through. Uh, because this isn't just limited to Radiant Life. It's not limited to Sturgis. Uh, God is uh, boundless in his reach uh and one of the great things with technology is people all around the world can access this to be able to uh just hear what holy spirit's doing uh here but he can also use that to
0: minister to them
1: where they are so thanks for joining us we will see you next time
0: thanks for listening to radiant reflections the podcast of the radiant life church in sturgis michigan We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at the radiantlife.church. That's podcast at the radiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a 5-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.